This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Standard. It's been a turbulent few days for UK politics. Parliaments descended into chaos last Wednesday after Speaker of the House Sir Lindsay Hoyle broke convention on a vote on Gaza and concerns for MP safety, leading to Conservative and SNP members walking out of the House of Commons and more than 50 votes for a motion of no confidence in the Speaker. Then, on Friday, Conservative MP Lee Anderson said on GB News that he believes Islamists have got control of Mayor Sadiq Khan and got control of London, sparking a row about Islamophobia. Mr Khan posted on Twitter that Lee Anderson's remarks were racist, Islamophobic and anti-Muslim and said there must be zero tolerance for the politics of division. It led to the MP being suspended by the party. And since then, fellow Tory members have given their response to his comments, including Oliver Dowden, who appeared on the BBC's Sunday with Laura Koonsberg. I don't believe that Lee Anderson was was intending to be uh, Islamophobic, but nonetheless, I understand the the concern about, particularly when it's uh, in relation to the the Mayor of London, how those words have but caused offence. And, about... and Laura, and that that has, and because of that, that is. That's precisely why he was given the chance to apologise and when he failed to do so, action was, was, was taken. And this morning, PM Rishi Sunak broke his silence on the matter and said that Lee's comments weren't acceptable, they were wrong and explained that's why he's had the whip suspended. Well, I think the, the most important thing is that the words were wrong. They were ill-judged, they were unacceptable, and that's what I believe, and that's why the whip has been suspended. And I think, I think everyone can see that tensions are already running high, and what I want to do, I think what the country wants to see, is the heat taken out of this debate, and I think that's the right thing to do. However, in response to this latest political drama, London Mayor Sadiq Khan and his rival mayoral candidate Susan Hall have each separately made calls for unity. In his statement, Sadiq said he's confident that London will be able to stamp out anti-Semitism and Islamophobia and stop the march of hard-right populism. Meanwhile, Susan Hall said we should celebrate our diversity and tolerate each other when we have differences of opinion. That's what London has always been about. Joining me now is our political editor, Nicholas Settle. So, Nick, 
We know both Sadiq Khan and Susan Hall have, have released these separate statements, but basically with the same sentiment. What have they each said? Yes, yeah, so Lee Anderson, the former deputy chairman of the Conservative Party, he sparked a furious row by claiming that both Sadiq Khan and London as a whole are, in his words, controlled by Islamists. Now, that this has been criticised by MPs from across the political divide. And uh, today, Mr Khan and Ms Hall have given separate statements to the Evening Standard, writing the Evening Standard, to make it clear that they do not agree, either of them, with um, Mr Anderson's statement and calling for unity in London and for this this politics of hate not to be allowed to infect the London mayoral race. And do you think people tend to respond well when politicians call for unity? Certainly the Evening Standard, it's been very clear here that London is a city, an extremely tolerant city, that we tolerate people from all backgrounds and faiths and, and political opinions, and that the paper has very strongly called out Mr Anderson's comments, branding them Islamophobic and racist. And it does feel like a turbulent time for politics in general at the moment, with the drama in the Commons last week and now the fallout from Lee Anderson's comments, as you mentioned. Things do seem quite tense at the moment, don't they? Yes, no, the, things are, got very heated at Westminster last week. There was um, a lot of party politics. The SNP started it off with this motion that they had on a Gaza ceasefire, which was in effect a trap for Labour. Labour put the Speaker under some pressure to allow them to have an amendment to that motion, which the Speaker controversially did. He did it with the best intentions that he wanted Parliament to be able to express its widest possible views and also to protect MPs who have faced threats of violence because their stance on a ceasefire. And then the government decided to basically bring the votes to an end by pulling out of them which meant that in the end that only the Labour amendment was agreed upon and even that without a vote. So there was a lot of confusion and chaos in Parliament last week. And behind that, there is a broader issue that needs addressing. And this is that of MPs becoming under increasing pressure by activists and extremists, where it's got to the point where a number of them are now being targeted with threats of violence and demonstrations outside their homes and outside their constituency offices. So this is really a a matter for the police and for wider political system and wider society to make it clear that is unacceptable for this to happen. In Britain, people are allowed to demonstrate. They're allowed to demonstrate vociferously, but a line needs to be drawn in the sand here that people are not allowed to try and intimidate and threaten people with violence to try and force them to change the way they vote in Parliament. Let's take a break now. Coming up in part two, what's next for Lee Anderson? Reform UK, including Nigel Farage, are also trying to tempt him to join their party. The Conservatives will be very reluctant to see that happen. 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We know this morning Rishi Sunak has sort of commented on Lee Anderson's remarks on Friday. What did you make of the PM's comment about the current environment that we're in and also language? Well, the Prime Minister has said that Lee Anderson's comments were wrong and not acceptable, but he has not called them Islamophobic or racist. Now, I think a lot of people in the country will see them as Islamophobic and racist. And so the Conservative Party, I think, face some questions over how they're dealing with this issue. Labour faced some big questions when Jeremy Corbyn was in power over how they dealt with anti-Semitism. Sir Keir Starmer has dealt with that to some degree. He's been far harder clamping down on anti-Semitism with Labour. There's still a problem with anti-Semitism within the Labour ranks. But I think the spotlight is very much now this week on how the Tories deal with Islamophobia in Tory ranks. And um, so far, I don't think they've answered all the questions that they face. Do you think language in general is getting worse or perhaps more lax in politics these days, Nick? Well, I think this is driven to a large extent by social media. Social media has made the political debate, political discourse in this country far more rapid. And um, and it goes beyond just the change of language. We also see an increasing number of threats to MPs. And very sadly, we've had um, two MPs actually murdered, Joe Cox and Sir David Amos. So what's likely to happen with Lee Anderson now? He's obviously been suspended. The PM's condemned his remarks. What does come next? So Lee Anderson has been suspended as a Tory MP because he wouldn't apologise for what he had said. And that was certainly the official statement by the Conservatives. So according to that, he wasn't suspended for his Islamist rant against Sadiq Khan. He was suspended for not apologising for it. And the Conservatives are leaving the door open for Mr Anderson to return as a Tory MP if he does apologise. But at the moment, he's showing no sign of doing so. Reform UK, including Nigel Farage, are also trying to tempt him to join their party. The Conservatives will be very reluctant to see that happen. So it's, um, I think, Mr Anderson's future remains very much uh, in doubt whether he is a Tory MP before the election. So a lot of this seems to be in response to the Gaza conflict and what it represents. Do you think that will continue to have even more of an impact on our politics this year? Yes, um, I think the longer the the Gaza conflict continues, the more likely it is to have an impact on the mayoral election and also the general election later this year. Having said that, um, the various political parties, their positions on the conflict uh, in the Middle East are getting closer. So now the SNP, Labour, they both back a ceasefire in Gaza 
and the government has moved towards that position as well. So it may not be quite there, but there's certainly some people in government who are thought to want a ceasefire. And there are also a number of Tory MPs who already publicly said that they want a ceasefire. So I certainly think that the the British political position on a ceasefire is becoming more, more united. Pick up the Evening Standard newspaper for more news, interviews and analysis or go to standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.